Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical, Andy Joseph. Okay, welcome to Mission Supercritical, exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thank you for joining joining our show today. Uh, today, we've got Roland Anderson. He's the laboratory products manager and application specialist at KNF Newberger. Welcome to the show, Roland. Thank you very much, Andy. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on. So this uh, this is a little bit of a takeoff from our normal show, in that you know we uh, we generally talk to to customers, as you heard in kind of the lead in there. Um, but you know, I thought this would be a good opportunity since you know we're we're both kind of serving the same group of customers. I thought it'd be cool and and useful to have you come in here and and talk a little bit about how your products at KNF help our customers at Apex Supercritical and, you know, kind of the, the whole chain of things and how they work together. So, um, you know, a little, little bit of a takeoff in that you guys aren't currently a customer, but we've got similar right. customers. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. So, so give me a, sure. give me a little bit of background on KNF. Where, how'd you guys, you know, start out? What, what's your general product types? What do you guys do? And, you know, what, what'd you do before cannabis? Sure. Okay. Uh, KNF is uh, we're a laboratory products uh, um, company. We manufacture primarily pumps, vacuum pumps. Um, we started over in uh, Germany, or German-based company, uh, back in the '40s. Um, we've been here in the U.S. now uh, for just over 40 years. Um, as you said, uh, our core product line is, is sold primarily into uh, research, academia, drug discovery, things along those lines. Big pharma. Um, and as the, the, the cannabis industry has, has developed and grown, we've seen that the, the products that we've been manufacturing for these other industries are a great fit for, uh, for cannabis. Uh, so that's really where you know, we've started to, uh, to, to branch out and to really focus on cannabis because we've seen more and more customers start to use the equipment uh, you know, in, this, uh, in this segment. Right, and and you know the vacuum pumps and and obviously rotary evaporators. Um, what were rap- rotary evaporators used for in other? What are they used for in other industries besides cannabis? Where do you see typical applications? Well, the the application is really the same. It's just a, you know we're putting different products in it. But a rotary evaporator is really designed to uh, you know to separate out solvent from uh, you know or different components from a, a mixture. Um, primarily, what we're doing is driving off solvents based on their vapor pressure. So we we've seen it. Um, you know, I said big pharma was probably our biggest segment. You know, drug discovery, uh, a lot of uh, chemistry, organic chemistry labs, um, specialty chemistry, uh, those type of customers. You know, we're using this as a normal tool. You know, just something in the course of uh, of research that they're you know using to separate out a sample. You know, either before it goes on to um, an additional step or or to uh, you know to concentrate a, a sample for um, um, you know uh, as a final product. And and mostly laboratory kind of work, or is it uh, is it commonly used in uh, in production applications? Uh, primary, primarily in uh, research and uh, and in um, uh, testing labs. Um, once you start getting up to uh, production level, uh, pilot plant scale, uh, the equipment starts to change and develop. At, at that point, they're really not doing rotary evaporation if they're going to uh, very large scale production. 
Right, right. Yeah, there's there's different ways to, to recover solvent. So so let's give everybody a, you know a technical technical primer here real fast. This you know the idea that mm-hmm. rotary evaporator and, and how does what's a rotary evaporator got to do with extraction kind of stuff. So you know Apex Supercritical makes a CO2 extraction system and that that produces what a lot of people in the industry refer to as a, a crude or a bulk extract. It's basically yeah. the the initial step in removing the plant material or removing the the oils and waxes and and uh, cannabinoids from the the plant material, um, whether it's trim or flour, doesn't really matter. And, you know, whether it's CO2 or whether it's uh, butane, propane, or even ethanol, um, you know, is used as the extraction solvent, there's always going to have to be, generally, almost always going to have to be a secondary step. For CO2, a real common process that needs to be done is to remove the waxes and fats, and that's called winterization. So we'll mix the, the extracted bulk with ethanol, typically, and then we'll, you know, freeze that combination, filter the, the waxes and fats out, and then boom, that's where KNF comes in, right? So you guys have this, this cool thing called a rotary evaporator that, that puts some heat onto the uh, ethanol. It's got a cool little spinny flask thing on it, you know, boils off the ethanol, separates the ethanol from the extracted oils, Right, and that's uh, again whether it's whether it's removing waxes from CO2 or removing waxes from from ethanol extracted uh, oil doesn't really matter, right? It's the same same piece of equipment, right? Absolutely, absolutely right. It, it's that step of removing the alcohol from the oils, and uh, yeah, it, it really is separate. Uh, all of the the different extraction methods you mentioned still have that need to remove you know fats, waxes, lipids to get that out because that's not really something that you want in the final product. So once you've done the winterization, where you can also use a, a pump to sort of vacuum assist the, the filtration process, you then move that product over to the rotary evaporator where you're going to separate out the alcohol and concentrate your oils and your, and your actual um, your, your product, um, you know, in, in, the, uh, in, the, the, in the evaporation flask. Right, right. And so, you know, let, let's, talk, let's talk technical specs here. So, you know, what, what kind of... Um, uh, I don't say residual solvents are, are a big problem, or you know, not necessarily a problem, but there's limitations on residual solvents left behind. Um, is, is your product capable of getting down below the the residual solvent levels that are required in most states? In in most states, well, it really varies. And what we're looking to do is, if you were to pull all of the alcohol out, there's a chance that the um, the end product then would be uh, really have a high viscosity, be very thick and difficult to handle. Um, so what we see is, you know, really depending on what you want to do as the next step past the uh, the rotary evaporator, sometimes the customers are leaving some of the alcohol in so the product uh, is uh, less viscous and can be handled, can be poured or, you know, uh, encouraged to flow out of the flask. Um, but there are cases where, you know, if you want to run it to, as deep as possible, take as much residual solvent out as possible, you can do that with a rotary evaporator. It's really a matter of time then. Right, so you so you can get it below say 500 ppm, right? But it's going to get really thick, and getting it out of that cool little spinny flask might be a bit of a challenge, right? That's correct. Yeah, what we've so, seen is, is you know some people take it from the rotary evaporator at a certain level where they can handle it, and then you know possibly use a say a vacuum oven uh, to do any sort of finishing or or um, you know removal of uh, residual uh, solvents. Right, or or potentially even just a hot plate stirring rod. You know, get a combination of essentially boil off the rest of the alcohol and at the same time decarboxylate the uh, the extracted oils um, is, is another option that I've seen employed as well. Um, yeah. So, all right. So you know the 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 rotary evaporators. Um, 
you know, it's it's got one one or two, you know, pretty cool things that are that are kind of um, stationary from the standpoint that there's not a lot of stuff going on. The, the flask spins, but that's not real fancy. But you know, the the meat behind the 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 rotary evaporator is the vacuum pump itself, right? And I don't think enough people I don't think people give enough credit to the to the vacuum pump side of the rotary evacuation or the rotary evaporator equation. Tell me what the vacuum pump does and how it's important and some of the biggest scripts that you've seen people do. <laughs> sure. So with the rotary evaporation, uh, what you're doing is controlling um, the the uh, the combination of the vapor pressure or the the pressure in the system and the temperature. Now, the temperature in the bath or the temperature in the in the uh, sample is very slow to react. As you can imagine, if you turn the temperature up on the bath, it's slow for it to to get up a couple of degrees or even to drop a couple of degrees. So it's hard to control it using that. The best way to control the evaporation process then is with the vacuum pump. As you can imagine, you can vent the system quickly and change the pressure quickly, and you can also turn it up and get a result um, you know, in a timely fashion. So what you're looking to do is apply some heat, and, and what the, one of the, the great benefits of the rotary evaporator is you limit the amount of heat that you're going to be putting into the sample. You know, heat is a bit of your enemy. You don't want to put too much heat into the sample because you can burn it, darken it, um, you know, and, and create, um, you know, uh, an un unsatisfactory or un unattractive product. So by limiting the amount of heat you're putting into it and lowering the vapor pressure, lowering the pressure in the system, you're able to remove the solvent. Now, probably the biggest problem or the issue that comes up with a rotary evaporator is if you try to run it too fast. So if you pull too much vacuum, if you lower the pressure beyond the, the, um, the boiling point of the solvent at the temperature in the bath, what happens is you get bumping. Bumping is basically rapid boiling. Um, if you pull too deep of an end vacuum, all of a sudden your, your sample starts to bubble in the evaporation flask. It can cause the sample then to splash up through the vapor tube and into your collection flask. So basically, you want to control where you're driving the solvent over, it hits the condenser, and you collect your alcohol. If you run it too fast where you get rapid bumping or boiling, you can splash your, your sample, your, your product, in that same path and then into your alcohol on the other side. So now you've contaminated your alcohol that you're, that you're collecting. You've actually you know, um, splashed some of your product uh, out of the uh, collection flask, and, and you, you, you've sort of... Um, you know, created the situation where you're going to have to recombine the alcohol in your sample and, uh, and, and start over again as far as removing the alcohol. It's not a major problem, but it's, it's, it's just basically you know, starting over. And, and it's a matter of trying to run it too fast. You, you want to find that equilibrium point where you're just at the edge of boiling and you're driving off the alcohol vapors, um, but it's not rapidly boiling or splashing the uh, the sample. So that's that's really that um, you know the the equilibrium point that you're looking to find. If you don't um, pull uh, as deep of a vacuum as you can, the evaporation just runs slowly. It runs at a slower pace. So to run it as fast as possible, you want to be right at that edge and where you can identify it's driving off the solvent but not splashing your product uh, uh, out of the collection flask. Right. So finding finding that good equilibrium point is is the goal of the of the whole process. Um, does it, does it require a lot of hand holding and and sitting there and watching it and tweaking it constantly, or is it more uh, kind of set it and forget it? 
Well, it's you know for us, it's um, it's one of those things that it's really going to vary based on you know your your feed, the the product that you're putting in it. But um, we have our rotary evaporation evaporator is connected to our uh, our vacuum system that has an automatic feature. And what that does is it determines what the vapor pressure is of the fluid in the system, and it grabs that as the set point. So if you don't use that or don't have that, then you, you have to sort of analyze or, or look and watch and see where the sample starts to, to bump. And, um, you know, you start to see some, some boiling or bubbling at the surface and use that as the set point and back away a little bit from that. It's a, a, so, so it can be a manual type operation where you're actually you know, watching and, and tweaking your vacuum. And that's why I said before that using the vacuum is critical because that's going to allow you to react quickly. If you turn the bath up too high and you leave the the vapor pressure, or excuse me, the pressure in the system where it is, um, it could, you know, create a situation where it's bumping and you can't stop it by adjusting the the temperature. Right. Um, so right. that's where I said, you know, adjusting the vacuum or the pressure in the system really is your best way for controlling the evaporation process. Get it, get it. So, and, and you know, a little, little bit of automation there would always hand, always requires a certainly an initial, uh, you know, kind of parameter optimization. But once you're there, it'll it'll hit steady state. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's it. It's one of those. Once you get a good feeling for it, once you've you know you have experience with this, you have a range of where the 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 um, um, the process is going to run as far as at what temperature of the bath and what uh, what pressure you want to operate in the system. And, and it'll vary slightly from there, but you'll have a good feel for where you want to operate based on the sample. Got it. Fancy. Nice. I like it. So, uh, Roland, let, let's take a uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk. I want to hear some of the cool stuff that you've done outside the cannabis industry with these rotary evaporators. So, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about that. Sounds good. Thanks. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Boober Way. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th to the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Be one of the first to register today at USCCExpo.com. That's USCCExpo.com. 
Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Today's guest, Roland Anderson with KNF Newberger. Uh, Roland, we've, we've been talking about uh, kind of cannabis applications, your rotary evaporator at the at the end of a, either an ethanol extraction or the end of winterization or, or maybe even both. Um, but, you know, you guys have been around for a long time. You've done stuff. You know, you, you mentioned pharmaceutical a little bit earlier. Tell me some of the, the, the cool stuff that, you know, us, us non-techno geeks would, uh, would understand anyway. They've seen rotary evaporators used for outside of cannabis. Well, it's it, you know it's funny. It's it's sort of that thing we were talking about earlier. Is that the application in cannabis really is the same type of application that we're seeing in say big pharma. I mean, in those cases, um, in the in the um, development of a a target or a you know a pharmaceutical, um, 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 uh, 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 you've got something that you're very you know an interested uh, sample. What you want to do is is during the development of that, you may mix that with a solvent that you're going to have to um, remove. And the great thing about a rotary evaporator is it does it quickly and it limits the amount of heat that you put into a product. Right. So not so, just limited, you know, not just limited ethanol then, right? So it could be, you know, oh, hexane, oh, or pentane, or you know, what, what other kind of stuff? Absolutely. DMSO, DMF. I mean, it's it's a wide range. I mean, water is a, a very common solvent also, you know, but you, you get this wide range of solvents or even mixtures of solvents, which then can, if their vapor pressures are very close, they affect each other and, and you know, may be difficult to pull one off. You may be pulling both of them off together. But as I said, usually for, you know, drug discovery, you, what you're um, interested in is just removing that solvent, maybe reclaiming it, you know, depending on what solvent that is, but concentrating the sample without applying a lot of heat to it. Um, you know, we see this a lot in the life sciences where, you know, they're, they're dealing with samples um, that would be damaged by exposing them to high temperature. Um, okay. Very similar to cannabis, but even more sensitive than, than cannabis. So right. in, in those cases, you know, running at low temperatures is critical, and then controlling the, uh, the process using the vacuum you know, just like cannabis, drives off the solvent, concentrates the sample without damaging it. Now, now what about think what about crazy stuff like mercury or you know liquid metal that kind of stuff? It can it uh, can it get up to temperatures to, to start to, to separate you know those those kind of uh, you know liquid metal kind of situations or, or you know lead zinc those those lower lower melting temperature metals. There's usually a limitation because it's um, it, it is glassware. Um, so I think a lot of times, if you're looking to go to a, a higher temp, I'll give you an example. The bath uh, that that's used is usually a, a, a water bath. You know, so you have a limit of about 95C. We can use it as an oil bath, but it's an open bath, so there is a, a limitation on how much temperature um, you know you can put into that. Uh, you know, we don't normally see a, a lot of um, um, a lot of exotic metal work with it, or, or what we do see sometimes is uh, rec reclaiming metals, uh, reclaiming uh, um, you know really uh, 
um, you know, some gold or, you know, things along those precious metals, um, you know, where they're using a very aggressive solvent to uh, strip those metals out. And then the same situation, you want to then drive these um, solvents off. We see that with, like, organometallic uh, um, um, chemistry, um, where they're dealing with extremely aggressive uh, solvents, which have the capability of, of stripping out, um, you know, these precious metals. And then they want to drive those solvents off and concentrate those metals. So in mm. those cases, a rotary evaporator could be used. Yeah. Um, but if they're using it at high temperatures, it's sort of a limitation, you know, because we are using glassware. Or if there's a, you know, high-pressure situation, you know, uh, rotary evaporators wouldn't be appropriate. Right, right. Now, how about how about things, you know, one of the one of the questions that I would imagine uh, folks in our audience are thinking is, you know, can you use it for pesticide remediation, right? Can you separate out, say, you know, pesticides or, or even cannabinoids? Can I get, you know, can I pull CBN or, or, or CBD or THC separate? from this, you know, combination after I'm done winterizing? Uh, the rotary evaporator is not the best piece of equipment for that. Um, the rotary evaporator is much more of a general. Um, what happens is, we talked about before, so you've got the solvents that are very close to one another. It's very difficult to separate them out using a rotary evaporator. And that's, I think, where we start to look at, um, you know, if we wanted to go after the rotary evaporator into a uh, either short path distillation or, you know, white film, uh, distillation device that allows you to fractionate out to really focus in on you know the the, the CBDs or the cannabinoids uh, and you know maybe even do uh, you know a, a terp run in the beginning of it you know really to separate out the different components um, so that's I think what you see where you know um, people are taking and getting that really high and getting the clear you know getting this really high uh, CBD or, or THC um, you know concentration they're taking the product out of the rotary evaporator and then you know further processing it so I'd say the rotary evaporator is more of a um, you know good at separating out but not necessarily at fractionating the sample right right so it's, it's good for ethanol recovery really is what it comes down to or hexane pentane you know those things are being used uh, more commonly now in, in the cannabis yeah. space and they'd be able to recover yeah. you know those those solvents as well so yeah um, Okay, so you know what uh, we we talked a little bit about separating THC CBD. What about pesticide remediation? Right? Can it can it pull pesticides out? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you know you know depending on the pesticide, it it possibly could. Um, you know, in the processing of it, you know, the fact that you're diluting it with the alcohol and then removing the alcohol, I you know. Because it's such a sensitive issue, it's difficult for me to say that, you know, <laughs> yes, running it through the rotary evaporator is going to, um, you know, resolve any issues you have, um, you know, with pesticides. You know, I think it really is one of those things that it's, it really depends on, you know, the type of pesticide and the type of chemistry. Um, it will be more effective with certain types than others. And, uh, and you know, and testing is going to be critical to, to really evaluate, you know, how, how much you've removed and is it at a, you know, a safe level or, a, you know, a level that, you know, is acceptable. Right, um, right. So yeah, I, I apologize there. I don't. I don't have a great answer for you there. That, but it's one of those issues that I think a lot of people are are you know examining. And you know, wish I could say that you know doing a rotary evaporation that you know removes all you know other contaminants. It it will definitely in some respect in some cases do it. But I think in some other cases, um, you know, you'll have to test and and be sure that uh, you know the residuals aren't aren't left behind. Right, and, and we get asked the same question all the time about CO2 extraction. You can CO2 extraction separate the pesticides from the bulk oil, and the short answer is no. 
you know, I mean, there, there might be a, you know, a couple of specific situations where it works, but just as a, yeah. a general approach, it probably isn't going to work. And there's so many different pesticides out there that you can't just generalize it and say, oh, it's going to remove all pesticides. You know, it gets very absolutely. specific as to yeah. which pesticide you might have. And like you said, I mean, the only way to be absolutely certain of it is to test it afterwards because that's, you know, or, well, let me let me take a step back. The only way to be really certain is to not use them in the first place, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, probably, that's, <laughs> that's probably, you know, the... the ounce of prevention is a pound of cure kind of thing going on there right mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so, yeah you don't have to so, remove what isn't there you know yeah exactly sure. exactly you know but uh, unfortunately it, it, it does happen people use it sometimes but you know i think uh neither co2 nor rotary evaporation are the solution to that problem you know there are that does look like there's some pretty cool stuff coming down the pike here that uh, guys are figuring out um to to be able to get pesticides out but uh you know like you said Best, best not to use them in the first place. So, all right, Roland, we're gonna we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, when we come yeah. back, I want to I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know kind of you, what you did in the past, and and how you found yourself in the uh, cannabis industry here. Sure, sounds great. We'll regroup for more Mission Super Critical after we hear from our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Do you have new ideas that you believe will make a difference in the cannabis industry? Looking to make your brand or service stand out? The first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is seeking sponsors and speakers for its inaugural event August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners are all welcome to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Grow with us in this this groundbreaking event, the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Learn more at usccexpo.com. 
Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again today, Roland Anderson, Laboratory Products Manager at KNF Newberger. Roland, you know, you've been at KNF for a little while now, but uh, you didn't, you weren't always yeah. there. What's, what's your background, you know, and, you know, how did you find yourself transitioning into the cannabis industry of all things, um, you know, given the rest of your background? My, um, my, my education is um, I'm a chemical engineer uh, at a Lehigh University. Um, you said worked at a, a couple of different um, um, areas for research and uh, industrial. Um, uh, did heat transfer fluids at a company you know, prior to coming to, uh, to um, KNF. I've been here for over 20 years now, and it's uh, it's, it's odd to say that because I was uh, I was the young guy when I came here, um, so <laughs> I, I've been here for quite some time. Um, I'd say cannabis still is it's a growth area for us, but looking at our overall um, customer base, you know, cannabis is still uh, you know 15 to 20 percent um, market. You know, so we spend um, you know a, a, a quite a bit of time because it's a new market and a growing market, and there's a lot for us to learn. You know, for us to be you know somewhat experts or at least to be able to advise our customers, you know, how to use the products in in the industry. Um, but you know, still doing a, a lot of work. Like I said, drug discovery, big pharma, and academia. We find ourselves a, a lot of our products are used in uh, um, um, big universities, big research universities. Um, you know, so we still find ourselves in in those members of you know the American Chemical Society and and American uh, Society of Chemical Engineers. You know, yeah. a lot of these types of uh, of industries. So this is it's a, a bit of a separation for us. Like I said, it's a, a different a different customer group for us. But you know, we've we've been you know having fun and 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 trying to learn and you know, I, I, it's exciting for me. I mean, this is you know the biggest and fastest growth segment. I've seen in my career, you know, yep. it's it's big pharma was, you know, 15 years ago was fantastic. They were buying a lot of product and a lot of new projects and things. But I mean, this is, it's so it's grassroots, it's growing, it's, it's people from all different backgrounds. It's, you know, and, and it's constantly developing, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you know, the, the, the ideas that, that were out there, you know, three, four years ago, some of them are still around and, and some of them have been, you know, proven and, and debunked. You know, so it's it's this constant, you know, trying to learn, you know, trying to 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 use the products in a way that you know helps the customers. Uh, you know, I've 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 really enjoyed it. You know, I said I've been in a, I've done some of the shows. I, I've I've worked with you a bit, Andy, and you know, I, I've just uh, you know, for me, it's been been exciting. You yeah, know, it it, really it is. is. It's a it's a yeah. super exciting fast growth industry, but but yeah. you know, you 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 nicely said the customers are a little bit different <laughs> than the uh, yeah. uh, the pharmaceutical yeah. industry, yeah. you know. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know we 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 see that as well. You know, basically, you know, the what we see is people who are not chemical engineers, they're not PhD scientists, yeah. they don't have a ton of experience mm-hmm. in chemistry, or they got no experience. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. construction guys, they're businessmen, they're they're accountants, they're um, you know sometimes they're guys that have been you know grown marijuana for 20 years and you know they're yep. just trying mm-hmm. trying to take advantage of you know or continue to take advantage of the opportunity that they've had in front of them but you know by and large very few of them have any either industrial experience or chemical background and and that's a challenge what what's some of your recommendations to these guys who just don't have any idea what the heck is going on you know in, in this thing how can they you know get more familiar and and learn about the stuff without having to go and, and you know get their their engineering degree I think a lot of it is, you know, um, I go to the shows. I, I try and attend the the uh, the, the talks. 
um, you know, I, I, I talk to you. I talk to the manufacturers. I, you know, I, I try to get an idea of, you know, what end product. I, I would say for, for people trying to get into it, and this is just, you know, my take on this, is, you know, try and get a feel or an idea for what end product you're, you're looking to, uh, um, you know, to create. You know, and then then try and look at you know some of the equipment or the manufacturers or you know some of the presentations that you know help you to you know make decisions to get to that end product. You know, I think you know sometimes people get caught up in the trends of you know this is the most popular and and you know it's sort of you know you have to take your time and and kind of look at you know hey where do you want to go with this you know what are you looking to create you know and then you know we can put some of the equipment you know in place and and some of the practices in place. But I think there's information out there. Now you're going to get there's a whole lot of consultants that you know will also sell you service and sell you information, and you know, and, and some are, are much better than others. But I think there's a lot of information, and a lot of people want to help. You know, I said I don't I don't hold anything back. If anybody has a question, I'll tell them what I know. It's limited, but <laughs> I'll tell you you know what I know and what I've seen, and, and 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 pass you on to you know to people that you know I know have the information and the knowledge. You know, and and you know, will help you, and you know, and, and you know, helps the industry. So, yeah, and, you know, yeah, for that, me, it's one of those. You know, I I heard one person describe something as a um, the equipment graveyard, and, and a lot of these, a lot of people that start, you know, have an idea of how they're going to to um, you know to process, and and they buy equipment, and and you know, then halfway you know into it, they realize that this really isn't the appropriate way to go about this, and they end up buying something completely new. You know, yeah, uh, and that's the, and that's such good advice that you know start where you want to end up. You know, so many people start. You know, extraction is the first step in the process of, of making just right. about any of these concentrated products. So a lot of people yeah. come to us as the first conversation they want to have, and you know, a huge red flag for us in the sales process is hey, you know, what do you want to make? And they say, I want to make everything. I want to make edibles. I want to make mm-hmm. vape pens. I want to make all these different things. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa time out, time out, time out. You got to pick one, right? What do you want to be when you grow up, kind of thing? Figure out yeah. what you want to make. It, it, you got you got great advice. Figure out what you want to make, whether it's a vape pen, whether it's an edible, whether it's an infused product. Then work yeah. backwards across those steps. You know, work your way backwards mm-hmm. through all the different processing steps that are, it's going to take to get there, and then yeah. you know, work to get the best piece of equipment that's going to fit that particular processing step. So many people mm-hmm. go into this industry because they don't have a, a strong industrial background or products manufacturing background, and you know. They they, they try to start at the front and work their way to the end, and that's the wrong way to go. You got to go backwards yeah. on it, and it's uh, it's counterintuitive. So that's some that's some really good mm-hmm. advice, Roland. Unfortunately, we are uh, we are out of time. But um, oh. if somebody wanted to uh, to get a hold of you and, and talk to you more about you know the the chemical processing stuff and the knowledge that you got or rotary evaporators, how might they get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is probably uh, call into the office here. Um, my phone number is uh, area code 609-890-8600. Uh, I'm the only Roland in the building, so you can just ask <laughs> Roland at the front desk. And if I'm not at my desk, they can uh, they can always page me and track me down. Um, but also, if you you know like to shoot me an email, my uh, my email address is r anderson at knf dot com, like Kevin Nancy Frank dot com. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, as, I guess if any, if any Rollins are out there listening besides you, uh, don't try to get a job at KNF because then, uh, you know, there you go. Rollins. <laughs> Rollins. I have to change, <laughs> change the way I introduce my, my contact information. Exactly, exactly. 
<laughs> so, all right, Roland, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, for everybody else out there, yeah, yeah, thank you for being on. And for everybody else out there, look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about Apex Supercritical's 500-plus customers and vendors like Roland, members operating in the cannabis industry today. Hope you can join us, and until then, happy extracting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.